This is episode 896, part two, with global player development coach, Gannon Baker. Yeah, so how do you watch film? Well, you know, this has worked for me. I was a college coach for five and a half years, mm. so we watch film every day. You know, we had, the, we, we had what we called VCR tapes. Mm. Remember yeah. those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have VCR tapes. Um, and then, obviously, my experience training WNBA, you know, NBA players, uh, we watch film. They watch film mm. on their own. Here, here's, here's what's worked for me. Number one, recognize what you're actually watching. Are you, are you going through the player's offensive basics, mm. right? So if it's basics, you know, balance, uh, fundamentals on their catch, squaring up, that, that's what you look mm. for. So you're looking for that. Pause. See, you didn't square up. Pause. Hey, see your follow-through? Look at that. You held your follow-through. Pause. Look how high you are. You kind of drop your hips when you get the rebound so they don't steal, you know. So it's it's basic. Mm. Then you might watch Moves Encounter. Welcome to Athlete Maestro, a podcast tailored for athlete development, improvement, and peak performance. And now, here's your host, now, just in case you guys missed the first episode, the first time that we looked at Ganon on the podcast, just in case, I'm guessing, I'm not saying you missed it, but just in case you missed it, trust me, you want to go back and listen to that episode first before you come back and listen to this one. I promise that we're going to get Ganon back on the podcast and that is exactly what we have done. So if you thought the first episode was special if you thought that you know we did something amazing with that episode and trust me you have no idea what is in store for you episode 595 i believe it was with ganon baker now of course we are doing a part two of that episode and trust me just as impressive as the first one because we we took it a notch deeper in discussing certain things we went further and we talked about you know when he came to nigeria what are the difference between the athletes that stood out and the athletes that didn't we, we talked about cognitive and motor development we also talked about how do you slow down the game as an athlete so how do you get into that state of flow we talked about studying game film and trust me ganon is one of the best to do this in the beginning of the episode i did mention and i stated it point blank that when Ganon was in Nigeria, I met with him twice. And trust me, he's one of the realest people I have ever met. You know how they say, don't meet your idols, don't meet your mentors, don't meet, you know, the people that you look up to because you'd always, in a way, turn out to be disappointed. Trust me, this was not one of those times. It was super, super good. And of course, I felt like we've built a lifelong relationship, lifelong friendship. Well, of course, um, I'm going to be reaching out to him now. We text each other regularly, leave voice notes and things like that. It was just super amazing. Of course, uh, when Ganon was in Nigeria, he turned 50. And of course, that is such a landmark. And he was doing it. He was spending his birthday doing the thing that he loved the most, which of course was coaching and guiding young basketball players how to play the game. So trust me, this part two is just as good, if not better, than part one. So you want to go back, listen to part one with Gannon Baker, then come back to this one, second episode, second time that we're having Gannon on the podcast. The only other person that I've had on the podcast multiple times was Suhei Gomez. So, of course, uh, Gannon uh, joins that elite company of coming back on the podcast because the first one 
was just super good. This episode, guys, is brought to you by my free email course on how to build your mental toughness, how to build your mental toughness. So you're a young athlete, you're struggling with the mental side of the game. This is a perfect introduction for you. And of course, if you don't want this email course and you want something more, start out with this. By the end of the free email course, you get introduced to mental mastery. Athletemastery.com forward slash mental toughness. Athletemastery.com forward slash mental toughness. Sign up for that free email course. When you're done with that, come back to part two of the Tola and Ganon show, if I can call it that, which of course was equally, equally as impressive. Yeah, Tola, I feel like we're friends now, man. We've bro- broken bread and I visited your country and, and here we are again, man. So thanks for having me. Fantastic. Let me just let me just put this on record, guys. And I told Ganon this as well so that, you know, it doesn't look like it's only him that I mentioned it to. You know how you meet people online and you meet them in person and uh, they are always kind of different people. You're like, isn't this a person I've been talking to online? Trust me, guys. Ganon is one of the realest, most authentic people you're ever going to meet. Like he said, he came to Nigeria, right? I met with him twice while he was in Nigeria. Luckily, I just come back into the country. So it was perfect timing. And trust me, I had the most amazing time. So I'm just saying that again, Ganon, for everybody to hear. So that just in case they are skeptical. Ah, if I reach out to Ganon, is he still the same person? Maybe it's because he's talking to Tola and all that. Trust me, guys, he's as real as they get. And I'm sure you would agree, Ganon. Yeah, you know, I was given a gift um, of life, Tola. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm healthy. I have a positive mindset. Um, Obviously, life's not perfect. But, you know, I've been given a gift to help the world through basketball. Mm. And uh, in turn, you know, many, many people uh, sow into me and continue to help me. So I guess I don't sleep well. I don't have peace. Uh, I'm bitter. Uh, Mm. I'm not at my positive disposition if I don't give back and and sow others. I mean, if you want success, you got to help others. If you want happiness, you got to make others happy. If you want blessings, you have to be a blessing, you know. If you want a miracle, you have to live try to live one and I always try to answer every call uh every message and and I really try to be honest with solutions if I can't get it done I'm I say I can't get it done if I don't believe that kid can make a living at basketball (laughs) based on the circumstances I tell him look man you might want to go somewhere else Mm -hmm. but I think God has a plan for all of us and there's a king inside all of us and so we should act that way and kings you know take care of people always tell young coaches and leaders, there's two things that bond you with other people. Mm. You know, you don't have to wait around to be comfortable or wait around to speak your truth. There's two things right away that bond us. It's it's our red blood, right? We're human, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what we see in the diversity and everything. We're, we're, we're both human. And we both have a passion for something. Now, I've, I haven't met many people. Most people have a passion for something. For me, in my life, it's always been all right, you have red blood, you love basketball, and you want to get better. The three Bs. Let's go. <laughs> right? Right? The three three Bs connect us, and then the, add the fourth one is Baker time. Mm. It's Baker time. Mm. Let's go. So I always try to impact, inspire, mm. and educate, man. And, and so, yeah, like, wow, wow. 
and this whole technology thing, man, I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn it. I'm trying to educate myself on I was slow in the game when I grew up we didn't have computers mm -hmm. you know when I all through college did through masters I really had typewriters mm. you know but we didn't have computers and um I, I I feel you on the social media man so I always try to be real if I have energy offline I want to have it online if I have truth and wisdom offline I want to present the same image uh online because it's just another tool for you to educate and inspire so yeah ain't no fluff with me man it's the real deal baby yeah i was pretty i was pretty i was pretty impressed trust me because i was like i was like first and foremost i was like let's see let, let's see how it goes obviously i mean it'd be amazing to connect we've spoken online on social media and all of that you know it would be amazing to connect and i but I, I have to admit i didn't have any expectations so to speak i was like if it goes well fantastic if it doesn't but trust me that first time went well i was like hey i have to see you again and that was on your birthday, Ganonto. Again, from everybody at Athlete Maestro, from me, happy mm. 50th birthday. You do not look 50, trust me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of water, a lot of clean living, you know. Uh, do what you love. But I've been blessed with jeans, man. Mm. You know that, Tola. You don't look 50 either, man. <laughs> I remember, I remember you asked me, you asked me about my age and, you know, you told me I was like seven years younger. Than, so I'm learning from you, right? Clean living. Yeah, yeah, clean living, a lot of water, do what you love, hang out with people that you love and get advice from the people that love you. Oh, definitely. So the next the next and go time out and impact somebody. Yeah, the next time we're gonna break bread definitely to be on your own turf. Um when uh, most likely in the US. Let, let's start our conversation, guys, with um when you were in Nigeria, Ganon. And of course you were here um for a project, right? You were here to train um coaches, you were here to train players. Yes. Talk to me about that experience. What was that like for you coming here to work with those players? And then, of course, before we take it into the specifics of what you learned, your opinions on the players and all of that, what was it like you being in town working with these guys? Well, it, it was surreal. Um, you know, going to Africa, um, one of the uh, you know most historic you know continents in the world and, and um, just the culture that we've learned about um, the positive things from, from Africa, we've learned about it in America. I wanted to go, you know, it was a, a continent I haven't been to. It was my yes, sixth, sixth uh, continent, 50th country. So the whole, you know, trip for me was special. I had connected with uh, my my African partners, uh, SHRAP, Sports Renaissance African Partners, and they set up two coaching and playing uh, camps in uh, Abuja and Lagos. So we went to Abuja uh, a lot a lot bigger arena we mm. had you know 120 kids 100 coaches um what was it like it was like a rock, going to a, a rock concert you know <laughs> it was like going to a game and and they kept hitting the winning shot mm. every every second so the atmosphere was electric it was loud it was engaging i was physically and emotionally exhausted because i was constantly showing demonstrating it was it was like they were trying to suck as much hmm. wisdom and inspiration out of me every second I was in the gym. So as soon as I came into the gym oh. at eight thirty, somebody was somebody was asking, "How do you get better in life? How do you get better in basketball?" When I left at five thirty, how do you get better in life? How do you get better in basketball? So their passion was unlike I've ever seen. The talent of the kids. Uh, their potential was unlike I've ever seen. I mean, we had a 
after the camp, we had a hundred kids show up just to play some pickup, hmm. and I was going to pick the the top twelve from them, boys and girls, and then from there the top four, just to have in our database, just to see in case you know there is some moving forward. I can I can help these kids, you know, get to college, and um, so the four girls and the four guys we picked just in one day. I mean, they they were Division One athletes. Hmm. <laughs> They were division one. one of them. I thought eventually could play at the University of Kentucky. Mm. Like that guy was that good. Fourteen year old, five eleven point guard. So uh, and then we did the same thing in Lagos, and the camp was a little smaller, but the players, in my opinion, were even better. Mm. Uh, Bean and McKenzie, one of the actually partners that I partner with now to do more things in Africa. Um, it was his academy and. You know, he's already had a year and a half under his belt, adding structure to these kids, giving them a routine, adding opportunities, trying to give them coaching education, trying to give the coaches education. And so uh, it was the same there. Uh, only difference was the, the traffic told us, man, <laughs> Welcome. you guys love to drive. <laughs> yeah, you love love to honk the horn. Yeah. Everybody's like going to the same place. <laughs> Welcome, welcome so, to Lagos, man. That's um, you definitely see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was treated with much respect. Um, I, I did feel some uh, curiosity at first. Mm. Um, you know, a little judgmental, like, okay, this guy really know what's he gonna do? I didn't feel the uh, right away the first day the warmness from the coaches. Mm. Um, they were more of uh, inquisitive, mm. curious. Uh, they asked me some great questions. They were re- really uh, forward with what they what they were saying. And then, you know, after one day, we were family. Mm. It, it was, I mean, I had coaches crying when I left. Yeah. You know, they're getting emotional because they didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. They might not have this opportunity again. They were they were pleading and begging that. You know, my team continues to try to find a way to give uh, these Africans opportunities from from an educational standpoint mm-hmm. and a um, playing standpoint with the players. And you know, I told them a lot of that has to do with resources and yeah. you know partnerships that, that we're going to try to develop in Africa. But I said I'll try. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. I mean, I, the Philippines were like this. You know, this passionate, and I would say Africa is right up there with the Philippines. They're just the two most passionate countries that I've ever been around with basketball. Oh, nice, nice. Let's let, let's start with those players that you talked about. And obviously, I remember from our first conversation where it was it, it was very prevalent because I, I made it clear, and I'm sure you would have heard as well, that, you know, there's a lot of talent in Africa. Like, that's undisputable. Nobody's going to deny that. Nobody's going to argue that. Well, let's talk about these players that you got to the opportunity to work with one-on-one. What would you say was the difference between those that stood out and those that struggled a little bit? You know, so, you know, if there's someone who's listening now and maybe they are preparing for yeah. the camp, uh, maybe they have something like this coming up or something. What was that difference you saw from those ones that you worked with? Um, the ones that were a little better... You know, they they have the intelligence to understand. Mm. You know, uh, basketball is cognitive and motor development. Mm. Motor development is fast, strong, quick, coordinated. So the players that were good 
when I corrected them and I showed them, hmm. they understood what I was saying. You know, it's it's called the uh, the aptitude to learn, the ability to learn. They they understood two plus two is four. Oh, okay, all right. It's one, two, three, four. Got it. You know, hey, when you get the ball, you pivot on this foot, you jab with this foot. If they're off, shoot it. If they're not, pass it. I mean, real simple stuff that cog cognitively, when you slow down, basketball is easy. Okay, but that's not how basketball is played. It's very fast. Especially with athletes like Africa, man, you 6'11", 6'6", 45-inch vertical leap, mm -hmm. strong, quick. So you got to make quick decisions. And um, and then, you know, the skills are fine-tuned. Elbow, you know, follow through, mm -hmm. lock, lock the elbow. And so the players that, that were good, they picked it up. You know, they were just smart. The players that weren't, ah, man, they, they struggled with their head. So... I saw some really good-looking players, man, tall, lean, athletic, but they didn't – They a lot of them didn't know how to catch. A lot of the girls didn't know how to dribble. Mm -hmm. And after about five days, some of the nice-looking players still were slow here. Mm -hmm. The other players started picking up. So, you know, I would tell young players out there listening, like, you know, really try to study the game. Use your brain. Focus. Uh, watch film, pay attention, review. Uh, but you know, you you got to go out there and really understand. It's 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 hard work, yes, but it's practicing smart, huh. practicing the right way. Then in the game, you're you're playing against defense, so you got to recognize where your other four teammates are and how the other five defenders are guarding you. Mm -hmm. Very very practical. And it makes sense. You mentioned cognitive and motor development. For the athletes who are listening, who, you know, that's kind of strange too. Now, of course, you are a coach who, you know, is on that practical side. You're on the court. You're not just a theoretical coach who sits down, you know, on social media or online and says, do this, do this, do this. No, I actually watched you. I watched you train. I watched you practice, you know, and I saw that, hey, yeah, you're one of the best to do this. So for those athletes who are like cognitive motor development, how do I develop that? How do I build that? What will be your advice to them? Motor development is, is basically uh, your physical body. Mm -hmm. So, one, has your cardio? You know, has, has your wind? Has your stamina? How long and hard can you go before you get tired and weak? Mm -hmm. Right? So, you got to build up your, your cardio, your wind. Number two, you got to build up your strength, right? Physical. So, that's hand strength, wrist strength, glutes, butt, hamstrings, calves, you know, your strength, push-ups, pull-ups, weightlifting. Then you got flexibility, mm. you know. How, how flexible are you? Um, do you stretch when after practice? Do you recover? Do you ice? So you can't be stiff. Mm. You know, you, you basketball is played where your hips are dropped, you run heel-toe. You play with your hip drops back straight. You got to be balanced, mm. and then physical is the basketball. Can you pass? Can you dribble? Can you shoot? Can you drive? You know? Mm. Can you finish? Can you pivot? So the fundamentals of basketball, right? Skills, strength, stamina, flexibility. That's all motor development. Mm. Once you get that, then you know you have cognitive development, which is okay. What are the rules of the game? 
what what does coach want me to run? What system do I run? Plays, sets, actions, if you will, on offense, on defense. You know, when I'm on defense, do I know when a screen is coming? Okay, a screen is coming. How do I guard it? Mm-hmm. My man has the ball. He's dribbling. How do I guard him? That's cognitive, right? You think, okay, I send him to his left hand. Boop, I get my hips squared up with his, you know, right hip, and then I send him left, and I go heel toe. All right, that's mental, and then you use physical, you just go do it. On offense, hey, I have the ball. My defender's closing out to me. He's on my right. Where do I go? He's on my left. Where do I go? He takes away my three. How do I keep my three? That's all. Do I shoot it or pass it? Yeah. It's all cognitive. Mm. You know? And so, all right, I got to pass it. So then you then you make your body pass it. Um, easier said than done. I mean, no, there's NBA players, <laughs> WNBA players that, that still, you know, struggle with mastering their physical motor development mm. and, and cognitive development. Um, that's why they get cut. Mm. That's why they retire. Hey, I'm not I'm not as fast as I was before. I, I'm not as efficient in my decision making. My skills are going. Michael Jordan, you know, went from a 42 inch vertical leap to the last year he played it. At, at, you know, at age 43, he didn't dunk as much. Mm. He had to change his body. Yeah. His body changed, and he had to change his game. So he had to change his mindset. Mm. So you know, um, everything that I teach helps. I mean, that that's. You know, you say I'm the best and all that. I don't know if we can all get into an arena and then ESPN can have a tournament of, <laughs> oh, who's the best coach? But, um, you know, and out and out comes Gannon Baker because, boy, he really coached. He was the number one coach. Well, I, I guarantee you, we play one-on-one. I would beat a lot of these trainers and coaches out there one-on-one, even at 50. Mm-hmm. So, yes, then we could determine who's the but I tell you what, Tola, I do teach the truth, man. Uh, our stuff works. Mm. It worked for me as a player. It is it has impacted many, many people for over 23 years all over the world. Uh, we get testimonies. Mm. Like, we get letters. We get videos. We get texts. We get messages. And I just save them. I call them praise reports. Wow. Testimonies, man. Of So we, we have thousands of them that we just have in a file. Mm. As like proof of concept, as, as evidence, as, you know, when, when I get down, you mm-hmm. know, when I get down on myself and don't think that I have value that day or that week, or maybe I'm going through a season of, you know, uh, self-esteem issues, whatever. I'll go back and look at that and say, wow, man, I, I'm, I'm changing mm-hmm. lives. Keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it works. The stuff works. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we teach. Um, and, and the African players and coaches got some of that for a week. Mm. Um, that's what they were excited about. That's, that's, that's what people get excited about. It's like if they implement what I'm giving them, it's going to work. Not everything. Yeah. Everything I give you is not going to work. you got to figure it out what works for yeah, you. Everybody learns you. differently. Every human is different. But this truth, it works. This truth works. Mm. It works. Mm. I did. I did see it in person, and of course, I saw um, the players catching onto it and and getting the point. So I, I totally agree with um, your point on the cognitive development part. And hey, yes, it's easier said than done. But one of the things you also mentioned was 
if you slow down the game, then, you know, all these things are easy to do. But basketball is not a game, you know, where it's slowed down. It's fast-paced. Like, everything is moving. You watch the NBA. You see all of these things, right? The question I want to ask you now is, for these elite players that get into a state of flow, I remember, uh, I, yeah. I can't remember, I can't remember the particular player now. He plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I can't remember his name. Where there was a particular game where he had his first triple-double. So this was about maybe a year ago or two years ago. No, a, a year ago, a couple of months ago. And he was being asked about it and all of that. And the guy said, he said he was just at a point in the game where everything slowed down for him, right? Where it was literally like everything was happening in slow motion. And you would, you would naturally call that a state of flow. How is it that these players, you know, that you worked out, these players that you came to help, these players that you coach, how can they try to either slow down the game in their mind or at least get into that state of flow? You know, Toll, that's a great question. Number one, it starts with practice. Mm. They have to put repetitions into basketball so they understand it and, and hopefully master it. And so the so it starts with one-on-none. One on mm. You know, they're, they're practice on their own. You know, working on the basics, working on their moves and counters. To where man it's it i, I can do mm. it you know i understand it uh it's it's getting in shape because when you're tired you can't think true when you're fatigued you can't get into the flow true. are you kidding me you got to be in shape so they got to be in shape right then it goes down to okay how many how many one-on-one games have they played mm. you know do they really understand getting separation from one player, two on two, three on three, four on four, five on five. <clears throat> then they start to play the game and they master the team concepts of offense and defense. Mm. <clears throat> if they play on a team, they watch film. Mm. So they stop, they watch a lot, a lot of film. As you see some of the players behind me, you know, you have Darren Williams, yeah. Vince Carter, Mari Stoudemire, LeBron, and Kobe just, just behind me in my little wall. Yeah, the jersey. You know, wall of history there. Um, and then, then you got Jordan. Yeah, he actually signed that, man. I, I never met Jordan, but we worked the same. Uh, I worked for his company. Mm. You know, I worked for Jordan Brand. And uh, he, he signed that for my wife and, and gave that wow. to him. So my point is, do you realize how many guys back there watch film? Mm. Like, they that's part of their they, – if they watch – if they shoot a 1,000 jumpers a day – they're going to watch film for a hundred minutes a day. Mm. Like they watch film. So they know exactly the spaces and the timing and the rhythm of basketball. It doesn't really, you know, basketball, if you played it a lot, it's, it's really the same thing. Mm. You have a defense on the ball and you have defense off the ball. When you pass it, there's going to be a little space to the receiver that you have. Once you catch it, you have defenders coming from all angles. Mm. So, it's 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 just studying, you know, through physical and mental routines, mm. you know, on the court and then film work, right, of it, and then the flow, and then it's faith, man. It's trust your work. It's trust visualization. Work. Mm. It's it's literally sitting down, right, and going through the game before you play it. Mm. It's at halftime if you're having a bad game. Deep breath center yourself let all the anxiety go give it up to god give it up to the universe whatever you believe 
but it's getting the toxicity and the negativity out of your out of your mind and heart and going back present clean mm-hmm. connected clear you know aware of the moment and that sounds like you know wizard of oddish and but phil jackson won 11 championships doing that mm-hmm. michael jordan steve kerr uh steph curry some of the greatest champions right use visualization meditation seeing it the night before the day of halftime finding ways to get current mm. and to slow down in the moment so that they can go back and be successful at what they practiced many players told to go out there put on all the work practice but then they self-sabotage mm-hmm. yes right during the game they forget they panic they go into a shell they get nervous we call it self-check. Mm. You don't need to check them. They'll check themselves. Mm. They'll, they'll self-sabotage themselves. They'll self-destruct because they don't have the mental skills to overcome pressure, to, to get through mistakes, mm. and to not put too much pressure on themselves. Mm. And nobody's taught them how to master you know, being aware and, and catching the negativity, letting it go, getting re-centered. Uh, in a short period of time. And so they're teaching that now. You know, they have sports psychologists that teach that. Mm, mm, true, which is one of, the, one of the things that I also try to, I mean, I'm not a sports psychologist, but I, I do try to work with athletes on, on that mental side of the game. And, and I get your point. And all those points you mentioned, you know, are so apt in terms of the application, you know, practice, focusing on the basics and all of that. One key thing you mentioned, we're going to come back to the, um, non-basketball side of some of the things that you saw, you know, with the players that you worked with, you came to coach when you were in Nigeria, you know, so because everybody focuses on the skill, we have to acknowledge that there's another side to it, which is non-basketball side. We're going to come back to that. But you mentioned studying film. Yeah. This is for the athlete who has no idea, right, how to study film. I know, I know it's more of a practical thing where you, you actually need to sit with the player, you know, to point out these things. But you know, what's the, what, how do you watch film? Because if I'm sitting down, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm knowledgeable about sports and the game. So I know the things I'm looking out for. But for those athletes who are new to watching film, because trust me, there are players who do not know that they should be watching film. There are players like that. So they're new to it. What should they be looking for? Are they just watching the game? Do they just watch the entirety of the four quarters? How exactly does that work? You know, that, that, that question there has so many things that I could unpack. Mm. I mean, you, you said something that's very, very true. A lot of players don't watch film. A lot of high school, middle school players don't watch mm. film. It, it amazes to me you run a high school program, you know, and, and you don't film practice and you don't film games and kids can't see themselves <laughs> making mistakes. I mean, that's that's one of the highest levels of, of learning. Mm. Yeah, so... How do you watch film? Well, you know, this has worked for me. I was a college coach for five and a half years, mm. so we watched film every day. You know, we had, to, we had, we had what we called VCR tapes. Mm. Remember yeah. those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had VCR tapes. Um, and then, obviously, my experience training WNBA, you know, NBA players, uh, we watch film. They watch mm. film on their own. Here, here's, here's what's worked for me. Number one, recognize what you're actually watching are you are you going through the players offensive basics mm. right so if it's basics you know balance 
fundamentals on their catch, squaring up. That that's what you look mm. for. So you're looking for that pause. See, you didn't square up. Pause. Hey, see your follow through. Look at that. You held your follow through. Pause. Look how high you are. Kind of drop your hips when you get the rebound, so they don't steal. You know. So it's it's basics. Mm. Then you might watch moves and counters. You know, for example, on offense. Hey, you have the dribble. You drove here. The defense cut you off. Mm. You picked your dribble up with no solution. What should you have done? What, what's the counter? To the de- defense right here. Well, coach, I should have backed and up. Yeah, yeah back it up. Here, let me show you this film. Here, let's stop your film. Let's go over here to this portal. Let me show you five minutes of Devin Booker creating space with a drill. Mm. Boom. And so now he has, you know, luckily I have some, some contacts out there that, you know, have NBA, WNBA film, and we can use good role models. Mm. So I- I'll teach with that where I'll show – Hey, man, here's how you change speed with the dribble. You know, watch Jalen Brunson here for two minutes. And then as you're watching it, you're pausing it. See, you rewind it. Then you ask them, hey, what'd you see? Hmm. And if they're talking general or they're not really getting into depth or detail, you help, you give them the words. Well, now that, you know, this is a better way to say it. Paint touches. Look, get to say it. Get to the paint. Get to the paint. Get to the paint. Pivot. Mm. Pivot against pressure. Say it. Pivot. Look, look. And and so you're you're teaching them how to teach. Really, you're teach. So, and then you got mostly when you watch film with players, it's all right. How do I play with my other four teammates? Mm. So you're showing the player, hey, there's good spacing, respace on offense. Let's say, hey, there's. There's an opportunity where you should have down screened or, hey, maybe hit them with that flare screen there. And then driving kick, you're, you're teaching them angles and opportunities to drive downhill to the paint or uphill DHO to a player driving kick. And then ball movement, mm-hmm. right? Hey, you held the ball too long. Let's move it. Oh, great skip pass. Let's do this. Rewind that. See, that's open, man. That's going to always – and then it's uh, player movement, you know, mm. a lot of times getting them to see how they move off the ball and, and what they should do more that way. Maybe it's feeding the post, cutting. But like I said, Tola, as a teacher, you got to possess what you teach. Mm. If you don't have it, you can't <laughs> teach it. That's that's mm. the frustration of the, the – the, yeah, that, I mean, you know, you, you just guess. And it, it gets frustrating. I mean, I feel it. When I'm teaching uh, flag football mm. to my kids, you know, my eight-year-old son is, is, plays flag football, and I'm the assistant coach, and they ask me a question, and I'm a high-level teacher, right, in basketball and life. I'm like, I, f- I feel, I don't know, man. I don't, and I, t- I don't know. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Just, I just tr- tried to do that, oh. you know, and it's like, how dare me <laughs> give mediocre, <laughs> mediocre teaching to, to this kid because he could be the next, you know, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But my point is that's that's the beauty of growing and learning is that we all can grow and learn and the frustration the, the part about me and it's sometimes I've called people out live and in person mm. and online is if you coach and you do it for a living we'll, we'll, we'll stand up man up woman up and be a freaking professional have a solution for these kids offensively mm. defensively and then culture and that's the last part of Tola that we look at in in, uh, in film. What's the culture? What's the player's body language? 
is he is he having fun? Mm. If I can see his his emotion, I'll say, hey, look, man, you, you're not cheering very hard on the bench. Hey, your teammate just fell down. You didn't run over there and help him mm. up. Look at your body language after the turnover. Are you ready for the next play? Look at that dungeon of despair victim mm. mentality. <laughs> and, but my point is, as a coach, if you don't know what winning offense, defense, and culture is, then you better find out and teach it. Because if you don't have it, you don't possess it, you can't give it away. Mm. Mm. We're going to come to the coaches that you worked with, but you mentioned something which, of course, leads to uh, what I said uh, I didn't want to forget and what I said I was going to ask, which is if it was all about the basketball skills, ability to dunk, ability to shoot, then most basketball players will be in the NBA. But you mentioned now, you know, your body language, you know, how you react when, you know, there's a turnover and some of those things. From those players you worked with in Abuja, in Lagos, what was their attitude like? So the non-basketball skills that they would need to get to the highest levels of the game, what was that like in those players that you worked with? Um... Well, all of them worked hard, mm. you know, uh, not, not all, I would say most of them. So, some of the young, ironically, some of the younger kids, you know, because we had age 9, 10, 11. And so some of the 9 and 10, 11 year olds, you know, we had to teach them what hard work mm. was. But man, most of them worked, worked hard. Um, number two, I, I, I had to teach them how to f- compete to a higher level. Like they competed. But I, I had to teach them how to compete at a higher level. Like every repetition is important. Every sprint is important. That's Kobe. Mm-hmm. When you make a shot, call out your score. When you win, let the coach know. Like every, you know, just a higher level to compete. Like you're, you're fighting for a, a shot, man. Like you might not ever get this environment mm-hmm. again. Take advantage of it. Like fight. Be so good that, that somebody can't ignore yeah. you. Like, take it to a higher yeah. level. They competed. I tried to take it to a higher level. Um, number three, man, they, they, they were eager to learn. Like, they asked great. As I said, they they, they got out of me everything that I had every day. They, they asked questions. Yeah, they took notes. They were aware. Uh, you know, I get, they, they found me on social media. I gave my social media information out. They... They would ask me questions after camp. Mm-hmm. Um, about 10, 15 of them, you know, hit me up now almost every week. <laughs> so, you know, they wanted to learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they wanted to learn. Mm. Um, their energy was up, no question. They had a sound. I had to teach them how to transfer that to be a good teammate. Mm. You know, I had to teach them, all right, speak positive to your teammate. Help them. High-five them celebrate them encourage them hold them accountable Mm. speak to them relate to them because all over the world we live in a a narcissistic individualistic society because we spend so much time on tiktok twitter instagram facebook we we have the ability to build our own brand Mm. which is awesome but if you don't have at the forefront of your your mindset that your brand is all about making others better. Mm. And that's where you'll get really fulfilled. Um, you know, you're not going to have the teamwork skill set. So in basketball, it's all about, yo, let me get mine. I'm going I'm to make it. I'm going to make it. I, 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 I'm going to make it an NBA. Well, you know what? A lot of times, if you want to make it to the NBA, 
And if you want to make it to college, you want to be a great player, be a great teammate. Mm. Learn how to make your teammates better. Learn how to win. Let me repeat that, Toll, because I know we got a lot of players watching. You want to be a great athlete, mm. no matter which sport you play, obviously tennis, golf, not talking about those individual sports. Yeah. If you play a team sport, right, number one, you want to make your teammates better, right? Mm. You got to have the skill sets to make them better, right? You got to make them better, right? Mm. Number two, you got to learn how to win. Got to learn mm. how to win, right? And number three, you got to keep your physical self up consistently mm. and mentally to do the one and the two that I just said, mm. you know? Be a great teammate. Learn how to win. And keep yourself in, in great physical and mental shape so you can continue to do those two things. Mm. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that. Because I mean you're an Avenger. Mm. Like you're Go on. Go on. You know, you're you're Black <laughs> Panther, right? You're, so yeah, so I, I'm I'm Captain America, you're Black Panther. If you and I want to right mm -hmm. be a great team and beat the world we have to keep our superpowers sharp, mm. but the only way we're going to beat Thanos is to come together. You know what I mean? Mm. The Avengers were great because they were they were strong by themselves, mm. but they couldn't be a force unless they were together. And and that's a team. Look, any every individual that's that's uh, that's strong, right? You'll you'll win some games, but if you want to win the championship, you got to have togetherness. Mm. Mm, great. It's a great thing that you mentioned that, um, you, you know, you you've gotten those questions from those athletes and, you know, they are bombarding you, which is great. There was a basketball player who messaged me. So this was on Monday. Today is Saturday. And I'm going to throw that question to you. Obviously, he's here in Nigeria. Didn't get the opportunity to be at that camp. I don't even I'm not even sure if he was aware that there was a camp going on. So he sent me this question on Instagram. He says, so I'm an athlete aspiring to go professional. But we know that in sports, the younger you are the higher your prospects. I'm 24. What is your advice for me on going professional? So I'm not a basketball coach. I have the legend in the house. So I'm going to throw that question to you, Ganon. Yeah. He's 24, aspiring to go pro, acknowledges that, hey, the younger you are, the more prospects you have. Understanding the basketball sphere, what would your advice be to him? Well, I mean, there's hope. Because 24 is young. I, I didn't get a tryout with the NBA until I was 30. Whoa. And I didn't play professionally in Iceland until I was 28. So there, there is hope. Mm. My question to him is, what's your basketball background? Have you been playing all your mm. life or did you just pick up the game? If, if he just picked up the game, then no, he ain't no way he'll go pro. Mm. <laughs> Probably not if he just picked up the game. But if he's been playing – you know, for at least 10 years, um, yeah, he, he can go pro, mm. 100%. He's got to get into a routine, you know, with everything we just talked about the last 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, is he going to master it? He's got to go out and play against better players. He's got to get into like a pro-am league. Obviously, there's an NBA African league now. You know, try to get connected with, with them, make one of their teams, farm teams. Maybe they have – Guys, they scrimmage, but get in front of those scouts, mm. all right, so they can see you. Obviously, Tola, that's one of the things that Shrap, you know, myself yeah. are, are trying to do is get African players 
more exposure. You know, the Obina uh, McKenzie and I have just uh, started a project called The Vault. And, you know, we're, it's a platform for uh, players of all ages to work on their game. Mm. It's, it's a membership player development portal that they can join. And if they do, they'll, they'll be able to work out with me online, you know, through Zoom every every Saturday. Mm. And, uh, and they'll get better that way. And then, you know, we'll invite them to a camp that I'm going to try to do in, uh, in, in April. And then, you know, uh, we'll, we'll teach them uh, how to play against better players. We'll have better players there and, and that whole deal. But that, that's, you got to get in front of scouts and people that can help you once you have the tools. Mm, that's perfect advice and it's, it's a little bit similar to you know what i told him i said look man you have to get seen there's no way there's no way you're going pro without getting seen so how can you sell your talent how can you get in front of scouts how can you connect with agents you know and things like that which was amazing you've mentioned your partnership with shrap can you talk to us a little about that you know what you have in the pipeline all the things that you know you guys are working on and the project and what all of that looked like obviously they were the ones that you know you collaborated with them to bring you to nigeria you know talk to me yeah. about the whole deal yeah, Shrap Sports Renaissance African Partners. Uh, you know, Tefra and Relindis are my African uh, GBB team, mm. and they've created this entity where, uh, you know, we have a, a social media channel. We have a, a database of emails. It's a company mm. uh, registered with the government. Uh, we're, we're trying to get sponsorship. We're trying to get investors to help us with these projects. And basically, it's player development and coach development. I mean, that's all it is in basketball, teaching mm. players and coaches how to play the right way. Yeah. And then most of them that we've run into, I mean, it's what I've been doing for 23 years. Most of them want to make a career out of basketball. Mm. So you got coaches that want to do it full time and run basketball as a business. And you got players that want to take their game as far as they can and then go into coaching. Mm. So it's creating uh, a career out of basketball like like i have done and i have the model i have the, the keys to the kingdom i can show you how to do it i have relationships all over the world yeah i have relationships all over the world that if somebody is uh, mature enough responsible enough good enough player or coach mm -hmm. you know we can place them uh in, into a career so it's a startup company um you know uh we're, we're gonna help scale tournaments and, and create like a top 100 model uh, if we can um, but we need help and we need you know people that have the same passion and vision as us to infiltrate like basketball is a serious opportunity for kids lives in the culture of africa because right now it's not even a niche it's uh -huh. i would say it's non-existent but so was basketball skill training in 2000 in the United States when I started. Sure. So I'm a pioneer. You can't tell me no. Nelson Mandela once said, it's impossible until somebody done. actually yeah. does. Now what? So, you know, I've, I've, I was told that our camp was the first camp where it, people actually had to pay. You know, it wasn't a free camp. It wasn't a free coaching clinic. Um, so, you know, we broke the barriers that way. We, we had tremendous revenue and, and, and a, uh, a turnout um so yeah man we'll see you know there's there's nobody in africa outside of the nba maybe fiba that has a basketball business in africa mm -hmm. and i do and um you know we're gonna see see how far we can go with it
Mm, definitely, I'm a big fan of that, and uh, you know, I, like I like I mentioned, any way that I can support and help, and you know, just monitoring the progress because, like I said, we we need this, we need more of this, and you know, this takes me to my yeah. ne- to my next question, which is the coaching aspect. Now, you got to see these coaches, uh, uh, you know, in person. There's no there's no great athlete without a great coach. There's no athlete who is improving without a great coach. Right. You know, even even at a point in time, I remember when um, Roger Federer was at the peak of his powers in tennis and he had this little spell where he felt that he could coach himself. So he didn't have any coach. And we're talking about, you know, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. After that short spell, you know, he himself came back and he said (laughs) self-coaching is more or less like a waste of time. And he had to get a coach. It was after he got a coach that he won, you know, I think it was the next either seven Grand Slams or something that got him to 20. So there is no athlete without the coach. You know, talk to me about the importance of coaching. Talk to me about these coaches that you worked with, what you saw, the potential they have, the attitude they have, all of that jazz. Yeah, well, a coach takes the player's mind and body to a place where it's never been. Mm. You know, a player can only go so far. A coach is is an Uber driver, mm. is a GPS, is a caddy, if you will, is a pilot. You know, he has the plane, and he tells the players, "Look, get on my plane. Mm. I'm gonna take you there." Mm. And during during the journey, he teaches the players how to fly the plane, teaches the players how to pick out your own plane, teaches the players how to be the plane. So, if you're a good coach, you don't teach them you know, uh, skills, mm. you teach them how to play. Uh, you don't just um, throw direction at them. You teach them how to make their own decisions. You teach them how to understand the game. And so as a coach, you have to possess your ph- – you have to have a philosophy. Mm. Like, what's your job? Well, my, my job, teach them how to win in basketball, teach them how to win in life. So you're teaching life in basketball. All right, well, how do you do that? Well, you – Teach them winning solutions. It's everything you teach has to has to be geared toward a solution, and so it comes. It's it's hard, man. It comes down to goals, organization, execution, uh, communication to the players, and and as a coach, again, if you, I'd like to think, hey, if I wasn't getting paid for this. I love basketball so much that in my free time, you do. <laughs> I'm trying to master all the skill sets I need as a mm. coach because it's important to me, and I can really help these kids' lives if I do a good job of yeah. teaching. So it, it, all it is is just imparting knowledge mm. so that they can go out and master this subject. Teaching basketball is no different than teaching English and math. And science it's, it's connecting the kids spirit to where all right i need to learn science mm. because it's going to help me impact my life yeah. you know what i mean so i'm not sure of all the opportunities a science book and and, and class can can present for mm. you obviously there is and the great science teachers you know portray that i know for basketball winning changes your life sports is a great platform to teach lessons about life. Sports is important. It's as important. Listen to me now. I know a lot of teachers might disagree. Sports is as, as important as English, math, and mm. science. Physical education 
is important, yes. but it's not respected in school. It's an elective. <laughs> yes. PE te- a lot of PE teachers are fat. A lot of PE teachers are fat. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of PE teachers roll at the ball and just sit there and, and drink Diet Cokes. I mean, it's, 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 it's a pity. So my point is, if you get a good coach, he has a purpose, mm. he has a passion, and he will not stop his teaching spirit. Mm. He's unstoppable. Because he has a purpose and a passion, and he's always going to teach. He's always going to drop truth bombs. He's always going to impact lives because of because the, of their purpose and passion. Mm. Amazing. That makes a lot of sense. Now, last time on the show, I asked you what it means to be a master of your craft. I don't know. Obviously, I'm sure you'd have forgotten what you said. What would your answer be this time around? Uh, yeah, I forgot what I said, but I mean, that's an easy question for me. <laughs> uh, to, to be a master of your craft means your pain tolerance has to be uh, very low Uh, excuse me very high like you 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 have to understand to to master something you have to put a lot of time in when you put a lot of time in that Mm. that's sacrificing other things a lot of time means consistent so you're going to get bored you're going to get tired to master your craft, you got to get out your comfort zone and learn new things and grow. You're gonna get mm. you're gonna get frustrated. Mm. To master your craft is a lot of trial and mm. error with coaches, especially with coaching, playing. You know, you're gonna go through seasons yeah. of ups and downs. You're gonna feel like you're gonna quit. You're gonna go through injuries, right? So your pain mm. tolerance, the ability not to quit, not to give up, not to settle, to keep your energy and strength and focus at a high level every day is tough because people feel pain and then they don't give as much as they have Mm. or they end up quitting too soon they don't master it right Mm. mastering your craft Mm. has to do with you have to be able to understand it's it's not about you being the best it's not an obsessive to be the number one in the world. Mm. Like, you know, as a coach, um, it's about the players. It's about, look, I, just because mm. you're not in the NBA or not, you know, a celebrity like Gannon Baker, that doesn't mean you can't coach. There are some tremendous African coaches and players in Africa mm. that we might not ever hear of. And that's okay. You have mm. to be happy and peaceful where your feet are, doing the very best that you can. If you want exposure, mm. all right, then go out and get it. But that doesn't make you any less of a player, any less of a coach. There's some mm. great coaches that were mastered their craft, and they coach JV. They coach sixth grade. Mm. There's a lot of NBA, WNBA mm. coaches that I've seen, that I've met, that I've worked with. They haven't mastered their craft. They got there because of luck, opportunity, mm. networking. But their their net worth is not as valuable as it should be. But, they yeah, they networked. Mm. They got there because of a title. They got there because of who they know. Mm. But they're not impacting so mastering your craft you have to understand that what's your goal do you do you want to be the best or do you want to be the best version of yourself so you can impact 
There's a difference. Mastering your craft is not, hey, I'm the number one in the world. I'm one of the top. No, mastering your craft is, are you competent? (laughs) Do you do do what you're supposed to do? And do you do it every day? Mastering Mm. your craft is consistency. Mm. That's my word. Mm. This time around. Mm. Not sure Mm. what I said last time, but I'm sure it was true as well makes makes a lot of sense yeah we're going to we're going to compare what you said last time around thank you so much Gannon. and there you have it guys part two with Gannon baker done and dusted he was even making you know an approach for a part three so to speak and i was like hey you know let's let all these ones marinate it was that good you can see that you know Gannon is someone who knows his stuff He's as good as he gets. And I can guarantee you guys, if you apply everything that you've heard on this episode, on part one with Ganon Baker, trust me, there's no way. There's no way, except it's not in your destiny. There's no way that you don't achieve your sports goals. If you apply, look at the part where he talks about studying game film, right? If that is the only thing that you apply, you are 10xing your game, right? Just by applying that, watching game film and applying it, you are 10x in your game automatically without question without question and you see that is what we do here on athlete Master. so i guarantee you you apply these things you will see results without a shadow of a doubt you will see results without a shadow of a doubt don't forget guys you can send ganon an email ganon at ganon baker basketball all of this will be in the show notes don't worry ganon at ganon baker basketball and of course can also follow him and send him messages on instagram ganon underscore baker underscore i'm gonna put all of that in the show notes as well if you have any questions you want to ask me you want to ask ganon send me a mail tola at athlete maestro.com tola at athlete maestro.com if you enjoyed this episode share it with all the athletes you know your friends your teammates your colleagues you know let them join the athlete maestro community so to speak well of course we are changing the lives of athletes giving them the tools they need to not only perform their best but to also achieve their sports goals and of course episodes like this with ganon are things that just make it all the more interesting all the more enjoyable absolutely love it and of course do not forget you can listen uh, to the episode last week as well with Ksenia myrova the sports visa lawyer head over to the website check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there all of it is geared to helping you achieve that one aim which is of course, be the best athlete you can be and achieve your sports goals. If you have any questions, send Gannon an email, send me a mail. We'll be happy to help you on your journey. Remember, knowing is not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do it. Go out there, learn all the lessons you can from Tola and Gannon, particularly Gannon. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today in every single day. <laughs>